Hey folks, we have a great guest for you today. Coming to us all the way from the United Kingdom is Staff Sergeant Catherine Clyde. As you'll hear, Clyde is not only an Albany High alumnus, she's almost literally the bomb. Learn why in today's Ed Chat. Hey folks, this is JD here with our uh, latest installment of our podcast, and we are here talking with a very uh, esteemed alumnus uh, who is doing some great things uh, as a part of our armed forces, and we couldn't be happier to have Catherine Clyde with us today. Um, Catherine, uh, introduce yourself. Who, who are you, and why are we talking to you? Um, so my name is Staff Sergeant Catherine Clyde. I'm in the U.S. Air Force, um, active duty, stationed over here in the United Kingdom as of now. Um, I am an alum of Albany High School, graduated in 2009. Um, let's see, born and raised in Albany, um, proud to be an Albany native. Um, other than that, we're here to talk about the fact that I was selected with some colleagues of mine, some good gal pals, to be in an, in an exhibit in the National Air Force Museum. That's that's awesome. Uh, you uh, you are hardcore Albany High too, uh, if if I can say that. Yeah, I mean, being um, being an Albany High native, it wasn't a lot of us, but we did have a lot of pride. Um, and I also was a varsity basketball player all through um, high school, so I can't help but be uh, <laughs> have love for Albany High School. Sad that it closed down, but. I'm glad I have good memories. Yeah. So, wow, wow. Basketball player. We'll get to that in just a minute. I'll, I'll follow up on that. But so, so tell me about this experience. Um, you uh, obviously are a, um, uh, a dedicated member of the United States Air Force. Uh, you have been stationed overseas. Um, how did you find out um, that you and your group had been selected to participate in this event? So funny story. It goes all the way back to January of 2020. Um, even before that, um, uh, one of my close colleagues came to me and she said, Hey, I want you to be a part of this, uh, team that I'm building. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, I think it's a good idea if we get females, you know, the best of the best females to compete on this bomb building team. And it's not just bomb building. We we're going to do everything that it would need, need to encompass to fight the fight. And by that, I mean, from the time that we say we need to go from the time that we get all of our equipment ready to build the bombs, to put them on, to get them out there, to go up on the aircraft. Um, so I was happy to be selected. We got together. We bonded not only as coworkers, but we're now friends and we we kicked butt. We demolished the competition and. In the process, we decided to pay homage to Rosie the Riveter. I don't know if a lot of people know who Rosie the Riveter is, but we dressed up like Rosie the Riveter to show that as women, we can do it too and we can do it better. So we took pictures, we um, advertised for ourselves and somehow it became a viral photo. And through it being viral and people coming out cheering us on, it made huge waves. I know within the armed forces to the point where they felt like we gave enough motivation to women who felt like they could they just are in the background because they're in a maintenance or a male domineering field that women can do it too 
And sometimes women can do it better. So they felt like we were a part of the the women who make strides. So they put us in a part of the women's exhibit in the National Air Force Museum in Dayton, Ohio. You heard right, folks. Clyde's group of all-female bomb makers is pushing gender norms and is raising the bar in the process. The irony here is that some of the bombs that the U.S. has dropped on the Taliban and Al-Qaeda forces in Afghanistan, regimes that severely restrict the roles and rights of women in their societies, have been made by female hands, one set being from right here in Albany, Georgia. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, Rosie the Riveter was kind of the um, the face of of the home war effort during World War II, uh, showing that that women were uh, involved in the 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 war effort uh, at home. They were involved in manufacturing and in all these other jobs that previously had been male dominated and. Um, th- that when the the men at that time were called away to to fight on the front, that they stepped in and filled that uh, critical role of supporting our nation's war effort at home. And uh, that what a great symbol to to use as your your kind of um, uh, for lack of a better better term your mascot uh, to <laughs> represent your group. I mean that's that's awesome. Yeah, I um. It was a it was a group idea. Um, we called ourselves the Bouncing Betty's. Um, those were a particular bomb that were used back during World War Two, World War One, um, and we are ammo. That's our career field. We we build bombs, we maintain, we make sure they're serviceable, and we inspect them and make sure that they're good to go up on aircraft. Because without ammo, you can't fight a good fight. So that's what we do, and we were the best at it. So. Let me just say first, thank you for your service, because obviously without people like you, we would be less secure as a nation. And uh, our, like you said, you know, without bombs strapped to airplanes uh, and, and used on the field and in the, in the front, uh, there's, there's not a lot of purpose in war fighting. Uh, you're not going to be very effective. And so uh, thank you for what you do to help keep us safe. And then on the other side, though, I mean, uh, big women power moment, uh, you know, you're doing something that I'm sure a lot of guys have always done. And and here's your all women group that's that's stepping in and and uh, kicking butt and taking names and and just outperforming everybody else. I mean, what that's got to make you feel all warm and fuzzy, right? Sure does. Yeah. So um when you when you went to Dayton and and you 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 got to kind of experience this stuff, what was it like? What did you see? What do you feel? All that good stuff. Oh, I as much as they gave they made us feel like we were warm and welcome. I still felt like a small fish in a room of of giant fish. There were women there who have done amazing things. There were the first ten female um, undergrad pilots there. There were numerous other female pilots. There were female um, medical um, medical officers. There was the chief master sergeant of the Air Force, the first female chief master sergeant of the Air Force, who is our current chief. There were so many women in there that have made so many historical leaps and bounds that I felt humbled to be in the same space as those women to take pictures with them and shake their hands and say, thank you for your service. 
So it was an amazing experience. And I was so happy to have my parents, who were my biggest support system, right there with me. Well, you know, it's it's National Women's Month, uh, and people are always um, kind of during this month a, a little more sensitive to the fact that you know we while we've come a long way with uh, gender rights and with e- uh, equal rights, we're still very far from where we need to be in this country. And uh, it, it wasn't that long ago that women couldn't serve in combat and that uh, women were relegated to certain roles within the military. Uh, but that's come a, a bit of a ways. And I think you're a testament to that, uh, being in a bomb-making uh, unit. Uh, I think uh, says says a, a lot about where we've come. But what are your feelings from the inside? Like, how how do you feel being a woman in uniform? Being a woman in uniform, it has its days, but I don't just do it for me. I do it for the airmen next to me. I do it for the 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 kids in Doherty County School System. I do it for I do it for everyone. I think that being a woman in uniform is a statement. Um, Even though you wear the uniform every single day, you wear it with pride, knowing that you're doing something that gets the mission done. I've had days where I've felt like, you know, I may not be as good as my male counterparts, but by sticking it out and by leaning on my other female counterparts, I'm able to say that I have come a long way and I've I've made my strides. And I want to pass that on to the women coming up behind me, the, the airmen up under me. So that's how I feel every day being in uniform. That's awesome. Um, it, I can't help but feel um, some sense of gratitude, but also uh, just proud of you, um, pushing through the adversity, uh, just among the ranks of the military, uh, uh, itself, you know, there's, um, fewer, fewer women than men usually, and, and certain depends on the branch and the service and the, and the job. But, um, also the fact that you've kind of been able to build this sorority of, of support for you. I mean, that's, um, that's seems like it's critical to making sure that you're able to do your job effectively. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so um, let's talk about another uniform real quick. Um, since you brought it up, uh, you, you played basketball at Albany high. I did. Yeah. I did. So tell us a little bit about that experience. What was that like? Oh man, let me go back. Uh, it's been well over 10 years now. <laughs> um, playing basketball was to me it was the best form of breath of freshest it was the best breath of fresh air I guess is what I'm trying to say because not only was I a basketball player I was also taking um magnet classes so every day going to school and challenging yourself in the classroom basketball was my outlet to get exercise and to be around peers and to be able to uh, compete. I've always been an extremely competitive person. Um, But basketball, it was funny because when I got to Albany High School, it was not known for basketball. It was not known definitely for women's basketball. But within 
my tenure there alongside my uh, some of the best people I've met in my life, we were able to not only do our best, but take Albany High basketball, women's basketball to the next level. And I, I didn't know how much of an impact we had had on the community with that, but I'm thankful that I was able to do that and motivate other females to want to come out and try out for basketball and things like that. But I, to this day, I still have memories of playing basketball at Albany High and traveling and competing, and it was it was great. I loved playing against, let me see, my favorite team to play against was probably, back then, it was probably Westover. Oh, okay. Well, you're going <laughs> yeah. to gonna start some um, start some things with that. Uh, so so what? tell me about some of those memories. What what stands out to you? What's, what was an experience that you, you had that – um, still 10 years later resonates with you? I don't know if it was a learning experience, uh, something that um, that you, you learned on the court that you've taken with you into the Air Force, um, something, or maybe it was just some something fun that, that, that you remember between you and your teammates. Um, so on, on my team, it was quite a bit of us, actually, that took um, higher-level courses. Um, actually, one of the females that I played with, uh, Amber Chapman, um, she was number one in our class. She was um, our valedictorian, and she she was so smart. She is smart. She's so smart. But one thing I can say that we all learned throughout our four years of playing was do not procrastinate on your homework because you never know when the bus is going to break down on the way back from an away game. So it's best to do your homework ahead of time so that you're not staying up until one in the morning trying to finish homework for the next day. Um, And I've brought that into the Air Force also with not procrastinating on any of my work. I still struggle sometimes um, because I'm currently beginning my master's degree, but I I definitely try my hardest to stay ahead of the curve and I'm trying to teach others around me and my subordinates to always stay a couple steps ahead. Yeah, looking looking forward is is a is a trait that one often picks up a little later in life. Kids don't normally feel that sense of organization or that sense of uh, timeliness when it comes to certain things. So you're hardly alone in the procrastination thing, but uh, it's interesting that you've, you've been able to translate that into a, a usable skill in, in the air force um, and that you're sharing it with your colleagues and your, your subordinates over there. Um, uh, the bus breaking down is hilarious, by the way. Uh, I know uh, that that is got to be something that was nerve wracking. Uh, like, wait a second, I, I still have to do. I got to prepare for this test or this quiz or whatever. What do you mean the bus? We're on the side of the road somewhere, and you're not able to get your stuff done. That's uh, that had to be a little nerve wracking. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, what uh, when it when it comes to your your experience in the Air Force, there there may be some young girls listening to the podcast today. What what things would you like to share with them as far as um, you know life lessons or, or or you know things about attitude or uh, or just lessons in general that that you want to leave with them um, before we head out. Um, I always say have a vision and don't deter your vision. I say 
made, I just told one of my subordinates this today, um, never put too much on yourself, but never be afraid to push yourself. Um, if I wouldn't be where I am today, if I hadn't taken a couple of courageous leaps, um, I, before, um, let's see a few years, let's see how long I've been over here about four years now, before four years ago, I would have never imagined myself living overseas, but I've lived in Korea, Italy, and now England. So sometimes it's okay to take a leap and that me coming overseas was the best thing for myself and for my career. And I think, I think if you put something in the atmosphere, you can, you can turn it around for yourself while also um, also have an attitude of gratitude, be thankful for things happening in your life. Sometimes things don't happen the way you want it to. Um, with me trying to get my master's, I got denied in certain programs, but then I finally found the program that I think was best is best for me. So I have an attitude of gratitude about that. Um, I have an attitude of gratitude that I got selected to be in the museum, so I got to see my parents, who I haven't seen in a couple years. So um, if you always have an attitude of finding the small things to be thankful for and giving that positive attitude to the next person, in everything you do, you don't do it alone. Every It's, it's a team effort within the Air Force, within basketball, within Doherty County school system, everything is a team effort. So you have to take that positive attitude and share it. What a great lesson. Uh, that humbleness and gratitude, I think, are, are two of the things that um, actually studies have been done to show that um, they can actually rewire your brain from a negative perspective on life to a positive one. Is just by doing things, a, a few things a day to remember, you know, what your blessings are or, or do something kind for somebody else and, and little gestures of things. Before we go, I, I do have to ask you, you said you're working towards your master's degree. What are you um, working towards? Uh, what's your degree program and, and where are you going to school? So I am currently enrolled in Liberty University. Um, my master's is a master's in strategic communication. Um to ask me what I want to do with that is still sort of up in the air. Um, I just kind of want to finish out my um, 20 years in the military, um, but so far I'm at seven years. Um, so let's see, there's so many things you can do with my degree. I, I just know that I, what I want to do is I want to help people. I don't, I've never saw myself as a medical person because I, I get queasy easily, but I'm one of those people that if you ask me to do something, or if you come to me with a problem, I'm going to handle it for you. I'm going to try my hardest, ask questions wherever need be. I'm going to get it done for you. So I don't know, maybe a lawyer one day, maybe I don't know any, something else. I have no idea. Well, hey, you may, you're may end up being. You're never too old to dream, you know. That's right. That's right. You may end up being uh, doing your own podcast one day, uh, working for some school system somewhere. So my undergrad was in um, journalism and mass communications, and then just by doing research, I felt like this was the best way to go because I have my own um, food blog, and I 
I'm thinking about starting my own podcast with um, a, a colleague of mine. So we'll see where it goes. I, I love talking about things. I love being um, being around people or talking with people and getting to know people's viewpoints. So we'll see where, where life takes me. Well, you definitely have a lot of options. And I think that's where um, uh, people want to end up, right, is where where you have the ability to, to do what you want to do. Uh, with your own, your own life. Uh, sometimes we paint ourselves into the corner based on life decisions and choices that we make early on in life. Uh, you definitely have not done that. You've uh, set yourself up for success, I think, in a multitude of ways. Um, not oh, believe- definitely. When I, when I meet people and they're like, where are you from? I'm like, Albany, Georgia. They're like, what is that? I'm like, Small town, but a lot big dreams. That, that's that's what it's about. And so I uh, thank you so much for taking some time uh, to, to be with us today. Uh, you are definitely making us all proud as an alumnus. Um, you are uh, making us proud both as an Albany community, but also as, as Americans in general uh, for your service and for what you're doing uh, to help keep us all safe, uh, but also just pushing the envelope and, and making sure that uh, young girls in this country have somebody to look up to and have a, have a future where they can do uh, anything they want to do and have the ability to, to do that. So thank you again for the opportunity to talk with you today and, uh, um, and, and come back anytime to talk with us. When you make it famous on your own uh, podcast, remember us little people that, that have just a handful of followers. <laughs> Oh, I will. I definitely will. That, folks, was U.S. Air Force Staff Sergeant and Albany High alumnus Catherine Clyde, whose attitude with gratitude approach has carried her around the world and into the record books. Well, that's it for today's Ed Chat. If you know of a Doherty County School System alumnus who is doing great things in their community or have a great idea for an episode, hit me up at info at docoschools.org. Have a great day and keep on listening.